Wing off, but I'm still it like I'm filmic with the still stick flipping birdies real quick for the music. Get the meal quick to the table. Get your felt again. Remember how to feel shit. Take a real hit to the ego. Pill sip, no placebo. Now that chill shit you said you people make you real sick. Play the people. Now the hell shit becoming lethal. Hey, see I've been falling back. Watch a game from a distance. No please, ODs from the children. Uh, no fees, cold feet when it's finished. Uh, no peace in the streets that we live in. What's up, everybody? We are back. Season 3, Episode 2. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone had a great week. And if you saw the first episode of Season 3, well, we got more great content in store for you. You obviously got me, the just greatest guy just of all time who can't put a green screen together, uh, A.B. Guapo. And make and... left turns when you're supposed to go right. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, that that's not my fault though, you know, because that was Apple Maps' fault. Anyone who uses Apple Maps knows she just gives real bad directions, real real bad. I never had a problem with her. Uh, well, yeah, maybe it's because you're light skinned. Maybe she likes light skinned people only. That's what I think. I think you know she's that dark skinned man putting in directions. He doesn't need to know where the fuck to go. He just go wherever I tell him to go. And you still didn't go where she told you to go. Man, fuck her. And we got, uh, obviously, King Diamond Eye as well. The prettiest man in all of the world, you know. Out here getting people drunk, making them do unholy things, and making them regret every decision they have ever made. So, very proud of that. But, uh, what's good, everybody? Hope everyone had a good week. How was your week, my dude? It was good. Very busy, uh, work-wise. When you're gone for four-ish days, um, it feels like you're gone for like four months. Sometimes, you know, you get back and everybody's like, "Oh man, we we were doing this. We need this. We need to do that. We need to do this. We need to do that." So I was playing a lot of catch up, and uh, weather hasn't been the greatest here. Uh, not necessarily like bad, just not as warm as it normally is. So. Just been in the house. I got my gaming PC this week. I was excited about that. But funny story about that. So UPS is telling me, you know, like signature required. So the day it was coming, I stay home, right? And so I'm waiting, you know, I'm waiting. I'm basically posted up by the door all day. Yeah, through the blinds like, where you at, nigga? Is that you? Uh, that's pizza man. Uh, nigga, that, that you? Uh, that's some suspicious construction worker. Where my box at? So finally, he gets he comes at like one, maybe two, and this motherfucker just rings my doorbell and leaves the box and just gets in his truck and drives off. He got moves to make, bro. He ain't got time to be. Right? No. It said it said signature required. You be writing your shit like this, though. Come on, he ain't got time for all that. <laughs> on that little ass, little ass screen that's like that big. He ain't got time for all that. Yeah, he got yeah. shit to do. No, bro. It's he Florida. Was supposed, he was supposed to be signature required. So hey. he was. So if I wasn't there, he just would have left my shit for somebody to just take my shit and just peel off. He saw the Mercedes in the driveway. He saw that, you know. There he, ain't no Mercedes in the driveway. It was in the garage. He was peeping through. He saw, <laughs> he saw you looking at him with your eyeballs like this. Like, it's not my package. So he yeah. was like, "Not, hey, bro, take your shit. I got to go. 
Bro. It's Florida. I got hoes to fuck. That's what he was on right now, man. Bro, Shout out to the FedEx, man. Because he was, it was UPS, actually. Or UPS, Brown. UPS. Yeah, it was a brother. See? Yeah. It was like Siri. It just, See, maybe it's just you. Maybe it's no, just you. No one's. This is why no one selects the UPS option when you get the pick. I'd, I'd pick DHL before I pick UPS. DHL's horrible, bro. Yeah. Maybe having like someone in a, like a... At least- 93 Honda Civic drop your shit off <laughs> to you. I don't at even have bands no more. At least you at least if it says signature required, you're gonna get it have to sign for it and they won't leave your shit in a bushes on the side of the fucking house or something. He was making sure your shit didn't get stolen. You should yeah. be happy. Nah, no. Nah. Hey, you want him to leave it right on the front of the door since that's where he left it. That's what I'm saying. You just leave it at my front door. This big ass computer, three thousand dollar computer, you leave at my front door. You got a lot of hostility right now. I need you yeah, to come down because he, he could have got my shit stolen. But anyways, but this is the ironic part. So I bought a monitor, to another one because I had one, so I bought another one, and I'm waiting for it the next day. So it didn't come with the desktop. It just the desktop came with all the stuff, and then the monitor came the next day. And then the the guy that delivered it, I don't think it was the same though. But he claims it wasn't. He wasn't the same guy. He makes me sign for the monitor. So he's like, "Yeah, man, you know, I didn't want to leave something so expensive at your door." I was like, "But y'all left the whole PC at the door, though." He didn't know it was a PC. It's on the box. <laughs> it gives no excuse, bro. It's literally on the outside of the box. I buy power PC. Mm, all right, I, I don't don't, you got don't, me don't I can't argue. Yeah. With it. <laughs> the man was just on bullshit and left the goddamn box at the front door. Yeah, it really pissed me off. You all but, right? Uh, You're but anyways, short long story short, you know, I got it. Everything was there. Everything was together. Everything was uh put together properly. So shout out to I Buy Power. They did a very good job. Uh, if you're looking to get into gaming PCs, there's something I would recommend. They're a company I would recommend. There are a lot of people out here who uh, make YouTube videos about uh, OEM pre-builds. Um, I don't recommend any pre-built PCs unless you're really on a tight budget. Um, if you can save a little money, uh, just build your own or have someone build it for you, but custom build it. They take more time and care when they put it together. The pre-built are already kind of slapped together, kind of shittily, and they just throw it in a box and send it to you. And you might be happy, you might not be. But if you're looking for something more personable, check them out. But other than that, you know, I've been at home um, just chilling, playing, you know, gaming away, and you know, keep it to myself. But how was your week? My week was good, man. I was still reminiscing on the Chicago trip. Uh, that last day, kicking time. it with HQ was just like, that was the same. Yeah, man. It was just the whole trip in general, bro. Like it just being able to see the people that we saw and just being able to kick it and just like do the art. Like, you know, like we have like our own type of style. Like, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, like we're just like these big time partiers or anything like that. But like we have a certain like set like we always do. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. We listened to the same five songs the entire trip. We did the exact same thing while we were in Miami. Like everything that we do, it's it's like it's 
it's unscript scripted. Like everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And it was just, it was amazing. So I, I feel like that's common. Um, well, at least in the music part, I feel like the music is what sets the mood for your trip. Like you find those four or five songs that define what you're going to do while you're at wherever you're at. And we just always have those perfect five songs. You know what I mean? And yeah. just, but yeah, yeah, we, we did have a good time. It was nice to see Marquise HQ. It was nice to see, we got to even see Phillips randomly. Yeah. One of our, another one of our boys from uh, the military. So we got to see a couple people. We got, went out to the club. Uh, sh- shout out to the bar uh, bottle service. Chick too on my birthday. Dallas. She really Dallas, yeah. She really hooked us up, man. She did she was, come in the clutch. Yeah, she was the plug, man. We went in there, got a table. She gave us free champagne, free drinks, a lot of free stuff. So shout out to her. And then crazy, of course, because A B always has like weird people come and gravitate toward him. So we just had like random people at the table and shit. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Me being like the type of person I am, I'm like always on the fence, like, oh, who's this motherfucker over here trying to rob us and shit. Like, and then this dude's like trying to give me a hug. What up, man? I'm like, yo, bro, get the fuck up. Who are you? Oh, man, I'm uh, Alex invited me over to the table. Get a drink. I'm like, oh, okay. What's up, man? Yeah, right. No, bro. Got to be hospitable out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, you one of them damn tourists that be getting robbed and be like, how oh, this shit happened to me? I'm like, nah, man. Uh, I don't get robbed, you know, because the friends I make, they become my security as well. Mm. Right? That's why I recruit them. Right, it's a, it's, a, it's a strategic plan. I recruit you, you come get a drink, and in return, you protect me with your life. Gotcha, gotcha. That's it. It's a negotiation. They don't realize that that's what's going on, but that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, overall, the week I was sad to leave uh, HQ and you, you know, and then Phillips because I, I wish we would have had a little more time, but it was magical for the time that we did have there, and then week typical shit work um i was able to kick it with mars so that's always a plus i always love kicking it with my daughter um my jersey came in i don't know if you guys checked it on the the instagram page but my sack town uh diamond eye jersey came in so i was super stoked about that Um, did you pick the number 44 because that's how many wins y'all gonna have over the next like five years or fuck you no (laughs) 44 is my uh my number in high school and you know so that's Uh, iconic to me i want to get a like i said on the page i want to get a houston rockets custom one the same city edition type ones that has forever rich on it but the motherfuckers ain't making custom jerseys, so I'm a little pissed off about I mean, that. Who who really is buying a custom Houston Rockets jersey right now? They're probably the third worst team in the NBA. They're the fourth largest city in the world, so uh, or in the U.S. So they're that doesn't mean they're not sorry, bro. But doesn't mean that they don't have fans. Those those seats are still being filled. I don't know if you'd be checking these games, but uh, check. No. They're, <laughs> no. A lot of people no, in those stands. I will say, what's his face? It's good though. Christian Woods, he's straight though. Yeah, Jalen Green. That's true. That's true. But let's get into these topics. All right, y'all. Well, we got an NFL centric thirty minutes. Well, twenty minutes left for you. Um, like we said in season one, our season, the beginning of season three, episode one. Excuse me, that we're uh, cutting the episodes down to just thirty minutes, um, or less, to uh, you know. Get a little bit of a bigger audience. A lot of people don't like to listen to an hour-long podcast. So, and a lot of times we're over an hour. 
like significantly. So we're going back to third. We're gonna to try to keep them down to thirty minutes. But we got an NFL show for you today. So first topic we're gonna talk about is the retirement of the goat, Malcolm's boy. He's out of the league. There's a lot of turmoil back and forth there for a little bit. If he was actually retiring, wasn't retiring, but then finally did retire officially this week. So we'll just look a uh, give our little commemorance to look back at him, and then. Another NFL story is the uh, current lawsuit and the situation with the black coaches in the NFLs. Um, definitely a hot spot this weekend. A very topic that we would like to talk about as two black people. Uh, definitely want to chime in on that. So we'll start out with the re- retirement of the also great one, Tom Brady. I think everybody listening knows that Tom Brady retired this year after. 22 seasons? I think it was 22. 21. Yeah, 22 seasons, 20 of them with Patriots. Oh, yeah, 21 20 Patriots, yeah. two with the- Two with Tampa Bay, seven Super Bowls, 10 appearances. Um, I mean, his, his, his record speaks for itself. Um, arguably the greatest quarterback and player ever to play the game. Um, I don't. I don't know too many people who don't think he's the greatest quarter, greatest player of all time. But uh, if you don't, okay. Um, how do you feel about Tom Brady retiring? What do you think his legacy that he's left in the NFL? Do you think he'll be anybody in the NFL that might surpass the goals and the milestones set by Tom Brady? I'm a little upset. Just because he didn't win the Super Bowl to, and then go out to retire. So um, I'm a little disappointed about that. However, um, I'm kind of glad he did it the way that he did it. For the simple fact is that I didn't want him to go on like a farewell tour like uh, Bum Roethlisberger. And sit there and everyone and their moms like following him to the, you know, the end of the game and shit like that. Um, greatest quarterback of all time. I'll say it to like I tell everyone, till the wheels fall off. That's my dude. I, I, I never go against Tom Brady. Um, it's shitty that, you know, a lot of people were talking shit to me because he was down like twenty-one to three, I think, at the at the half, and I was like, bro, it's Tom Brady. Like you act like twenty-one down eighteen, twenty-one points to Tom Brady is like down like three points. Like it's really like nothing to him, and for his defense to let him down so horribly it's just so depressing but that man is the definition of i want to be the greatest of all time like if him and michael jordan have that same type of mentality win at a, at any cost don't care like if my cornerback was out you know sniffing cocaine off a snip a stripper's ass crack then hey if he could suit up let's get this game let's win this game Uh, super nice guy i don't even think anyone in the league ever said that had anything bad to say unless it was like in the midst of the game but like everybody talks shit in the game like i know like this mr rogers neighborhood type people would talk like a whole bunch of shit during a football game so um I'm a little di- disappointed, a little sad. Now I'm going to have to buy a Tampa Bay 
Tom Brady jersey and then try to get that uh, red uh, New England jersey that I, I am dying for. So if anyone has that in a 52, um, holler at your boy because I need that jersey. I pretty much agree with you there. Um, Tom Brady, I'm looking through his uh, career regular season stats and his playoff stats. I mean, he pretty much holds – he may not hold a whole lot of individual records. I think that's where people kind of contend with Tom Brady. It's like he wasn't a real like stat sheet stuffer as an individual, kind of like Patrick Mahomes is or Aaron Rodgers is. But, I mean, he just always made the right throws at the right times. He was clutch. And he could make really anybody look good enough. I mean, he went 20 years with New England and – had probably the worst cast of receivers in quarterback history besides that one year with Randy Moss. Um, and when he did get it, I think it was two years, but yeah, or two years. And when they did get, uh, ran, when he did get Randy Moss, he won 16 and 0. I mean, <laughs> that shows you right there. Like, Hey, give me a good receiver. I got you. So is he's definitely, um, he's definitely the greatest of all time in quarterback standpoints. I don't really foresee anybody uh, surpassing him, to be honest. Um, it's hard enough in the NFL to go to, like, two or three Super Bowls. I mean, you look at... It's hard to make it to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard to make it to A. But if you're good enough, I think you'll make it to one at least. But, um, I mean, going to 10, that's ridiculous. You know, like, it's not like... The NFL is not like the NBA or the NHL. They don't really make dynasties there you know because of the the way the cba is there for the players and how they can easily be cut and traded the you know the owners have a lot more control than the players um so it's hard to keep your assembly of players together for a long period of times in the nfl so you know your window is normally one or two years and then it's that's it you're out so for him to go 20 years under the same coach that was another thing that i think people underestimate how valuable being under the same coach for 20 straight years can be. I mean, most players go through coaches, what, every three, two, three, four years? Sometimes. Switching, yeah, sometimes, you know, getting new coaches. So Tom Brady really had – he had the intangibles to be good, but he also came into the perfect situation at the perfect time. Um, and so that allowed him to climb the mountaintop and just to – for those who are listening, here's his – he played 318 games. He was 243 and 73. He completed 7,263 passes for a total of 11,300 – oh, I'm sorry. He completed 7,263 passes out of 11,317 attempts. He had an average of 64% completion. Throwing for 84,520 yards, um, and he threw for 624 touchdowns. He had 203 interceptions. So, I mean, you look at that in, in totality, that's GOAT level right there. I mean, that I don't think I have to say anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, the crazy thing about it is, it's like, we talking like, we bring up Patrick Mahomes because, like, the man is talented as fuck. But 
like even this like i try to tell you this year man they were on the decline like people they people weren't scared of them like they were the last two years because they they're starting to figure out patrick mahomes and he's just start like he's he didn't elevate his game he just you know this is i'm gonna stick to what i know um I'm going to keep do keep doing what got us here and you it showed like and now he really has to put in work because you you got uh, Josh Allen, you still got Lamar Jackson. I mean, he just Lamar Jackson's like a receiver or two away if they keep Mark Andrews and that team is going to be nasty if they can stay healthy. Um you got Joe Burrow now. Joe Burrow just kicked his ass and then you still have Justin yeah. Herbert East, and then you don't know who the hell's coming out of this draft that might be good. So the AFC, like, it's not just a cakewalk, and the NFC is starting to pick up as well. So it's like these win, like it's going to be hard for someone to go to even like four Super Bowls. I mean, it's just it's unreal right now just to see all the accomplishments that he had, like all the numbers and shit like that passing, somebody's going to probably outblow him like Patrick Mahomes. Cause he's, I mean, his first year starting was super ridiculous, but like, it don't matter. Like you're not going to get the, as many wins as Tom Brady. You're not going to get, you know, the Super Bowls or the even attempts to be in the Super Bowl, even the AFC championships. Like even with the times he didn't make it to the Super Bowl, my man was in the AFC championship. So it was just like, it's just too unreal. True goat. That's all I can say. I'm very disappointed. I thought I was going to buy another pair of Uggs. I might have to just for his Hall of Fame speech, but I'm just, I'm just sad. Just won't cry. Well, let's take a moment of silence for Tom Brady. Shout out to him. Shout out to his career. And uh, hopefully, you know, he takes the next chapter of his life and does something good with that as well too so congrats to tom shout out to him hope you do well man we appreciate your accomplishments just (laughs) but moving on from tom brady we have one more topic before we go and this one is a controversial one for sure more nfl but uh for those who haven't been paying attention or who those who have been the nfl is in the midst of a lawsuit not anything new. A lot of people try to sue the NFL. But uh, this one is more race-specific. Um, so it started with uh, Miami Dolphins former hand coach Brian Flores, who was interviewing for a job. What? What? Do you remember what team? It was yeah. for the New York Giants. It was for the Giants. And his interview, so I don't know which week this fell upon, but just look at it like this. Let's just say you get an interview – for a job and they say it's on thursday but on tuesday you get a text message saying congratulations you got the job and you text the guy the supervisor and you're like i ain't even interviewed yet and the supervisor's like oh shit wrong person that's basically what happened to him he was interviewing for the new york giants on thursday gets text messages from bill belichick saying congratulations heard you got the job blah 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 and Brian Flores is like, I ain't even interviewed yet. So right then and there, he already knows, shit, what the fuck am I supposed to, why am I going there? What's the point of me even showing up? They already gave the job to somebody else. They didn't even give me a chance. So that's kind of spiraled into like, the NFL is 
and they've always been accused of this of being a uh, when it comes to like positions of true power, like the coach and the owners and the GMs, they are anti-black, uh, anti you know they're white mostly white. And out of the 32 teams in the league right now, currently, uh, there was only one black quarterback, and that's my guy, Mike Tomlin, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You mean coach, not quarterback. Uh, excuse me. Yes, coach. Uh, that's Pittsburgh Steelers. And a league that's, I believe, 73% black, something like that, African-American, um, you have only one head coach. When most of your representation is African American, you only have one head coach. Uh, I don't think there are any black owners in the NFL, are there? Nope. So you have 31 white head coaches, 32 white owners, and everybody else is the player. So it basically sounds like a systematic racism, basically. Um, and that's what the lawsuits kind of get in that, where you know they feel like the NFL hasn't done their part and does not allow black coaches to come in besides the select few to kind of save face um so the nfl guy over here i'm really curious to see how since you've watched nfl religiously for all your life do you feel like the nfl is uh on this shit that they're accusing them to be in the lawsuit okay so Am I against what he a lawsuit? No, because he, I mean, it's valid points. He has a valid one, reason to win this case. Uh, I mean, I don't know what he's, I know what he's saying, the gain of winning this lawsuit, but I don't know if that's just his personal mission. It's just to get all black coaches to um, be equalized or whatever. I mean, people always got hidden agendas. Now, what I will say is it's, it's not technically, it's not the NFL. Um, it's really the owners. The NFL has done everything that they can to try to supplement, you know, the encouraging of hiring minorities. Uh, they're giving fucking extra draft picks and shit. Um, the whole NFL office is, uh, you know, they have women in there. They have African-Americans in power. So it's the, the, the misconception of it is, is people are just like the NFL's racist, and it's really not the NFL that's racist. It's the owners. I mean, well, I won't even say racist, prejudice. Um, it's the owners that are prejudiced. But what you got to think about it is, yes, when it comes to these type of things, the NBA blows out NFL out of the water. I mean, from coaches, from presidents to all that. However, um, black coaches in the NFL get put into shittier positions than I believe that black coaches in the NBA do. And the NBA, honestly, it only takes like maybe one or two players and you're going to win above uh, 500. Where NFL, it's a way harder game uh, to to me, it's checkers and chess. And checkers being the NBA, because it's really if you, like I said, if you don't have two two solid pieces, you could build around those two solid pieces and you can win games, or maybe sometimes even just one. Um, NFL, you there's a lot of parts that take into being successful. Um, the crazy part is, is like for the most part though, most of the black coaches that actually were put on a decent 
just a minimum a decent team succeeded in everything that they did. Lovey Smith to sh- took Chicago to a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl for the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Caldwell was winning games with fucking Andrew uh, Luck. Uh, Mike Tomlin has been fucking. He hasn't had a losing season since he became like he hasn't had a losing season. Uh, who else? Brian Flores. For the most part, he was getting dubbed. He was winning. He was yeah. winning in Miami. So it's very crazy that to hear that. Now the part of the lawsuit that I'm highly intrigued in is the paying him to lose games. And you know what's before? It, sorry to interrupt you, but you know what's funny is that he started saying that, and then old boy from. Cleveland as well started saying, yeah, Hugh Jack, thing. yeah, Hugh Jack, that they were offering him incentives like what a hundred thousand a game bonus to lose, you know, three million to get like a high lottery pick. I mean, that's that's crazy. And I and I truly one hundred percent think that that is all authentic for the simple reason is like I be trying to tell people, especially here in Houston, though with the whole Deshaun Jack, uh, Watson shit and you know the Houston owner being making racial comments and shit like that. I'd be like, you motherfuckers are still going to go to the game. So it doesn't even fucking matter until you guys start emptying out the seats and stop going to these games. Nothing's going to change. It's not. And I honestly feel like that's in sports. I truly believe there's just organizations out there that are just like, hey, we're just going to put a shitty product because it really doesn't matter because we're still our fans are loyal to us. We might try to, you know, make it seem like we're really out there to win a championship a.k.a. the Kings, and we're just going to put some shitty-ass product out there. We're going to just make, you know, we're going to do stupid-ass trades that don't benefit us, and then we're just going to go and fucking, we're never going to make the playoffs for several years. I mean, I'm pretty, Cleveland's had so many overall number ones, there's no reason why they're they're just now getting good. Um, The Dolphins, like, they're going to go shitty again, guarantee it. Um, yeah. So many teams like that. Oakland Raiders, like teams, like, especially historical teams like the Dolphins, like the the Raiders. Like there's no way that these teams should just be shitty. No way. Well, I think these guys, I won't say where they lose a little bit of credibility with I me. Mean, I'm not saying what they're saying is not true. What they, what they lose a little credibility with me is why do you wait so long post these incidents to say anything? Like Hugh Jack when he was there, then the Browns go one in thirty two, I think one in thirty one, three and thirty six or some shit, some some shit like that. You wait, I mean, how many seasons removed are we from that? Like three, four, two and a half, because something like that, right? So now, why now? That's always timing is always an important aspect in any type of investigation or situation. Why? If it didn't happen yesterday, last week, or last even last month, this is kind of far. Why now are you saying something that you could have said months, years ago, etc.? Well, the Hughes Jackson, I agree with you on, and I think the reason why he wasn't really worried about that it was because he he received the money, he got paid, and I feel like his credibility is thrown out because you were willingly getting paid to do that. So even if that was the case, then you lose all credibility. Now, where the Brian Flores thing is, it's my whole thing is it's like he declined it, but he still had a job. So he was still going out there to win games and still doing what he would needed to do. Now, when they fire him, because 
he didn't make the playoffs or for whatever fucking reasons that they decided to fire him. That's where it's like, nah, you're not just going to fucking play me when I was winning you guys games. And then to come find out that I'm trying to get another job, a bigger market. And then I'm hearing from Bill Belichick, which is he's well connected into the league. So he knows damn near everybody. So if he says it, that's word is bond with Bill, Brian Belichick. Yeah, like, basically. So you're getting super excited because you're thinking, damn, I got this big ass market. I got a new team. Like I can fucking turn the New York Giants into back to a historic team like they had with fucking Eli or when they had with Lawrence Taylor. And then they find out they're like, oh shit, my bad G, it's a different person. I'd be like, the fuck? Like, hell no. Nah. I'd be super pissed. And it's just ironically. I'll leave it at this, that it just happened on the first day of Black History Month. I don't know if that was premeditated or what, but that was the crazy part. But some of these stories, as sad as it is, it's just you can't tell billionaires who to hire and who not to hire. Exactly. I think that's really what it's going to end up coming down to. It's uh, That's their money, and they can spend it on whoever they want to spend it on. And if they want to have a plethora of white coaches, Hispanic coaches, uh, Asian coaches, black coaches, that's what they're going to do. Um, the NFL and the Congress now could, you know, be like, hey, you have to have a 50% minority coaching in the league. But I just don't see them doing that. Um, the NFL just makes so much money, taxable revenue. The government's probably going to be like, well, hey, they line in pockets of many people. They employing a lot of people. People have jobs because of them. We're not messing up any of that shit. So I just feel bad for Roger Goodell because he like he's always this. He gets shit on. He gets yeah. shitted on, and it's he like, gets shit on because as soon as something happens, everyone points the finger at him and the NFL. It's not always their fault, and it really isn't. So, but that's the happens. That just comes with being the commissioner. I mean, the NBA isn't usually and a whole bunch of scandal stuff. So that's kind of the reason why, you know, like Brian Silver right now, or even, uh, oh boy, before um, David Stern, you know, they had pretty clean, they have clean reputations, but also the NBA is a very clean league. Uh, I mean, David Stern. For the, most, for the most part. David Stern, you know, basically told Michael Jordan to retire. I'm not going off of that shit. I don't care what the motherfucking last dance wants to say he basically said hey mike we need you to retire for a year and a half go ahead and do that <laughs> i don't know if i i believe that but um so yeah you got you got a. Uh, I feel like michael was forced out the door more than anything but not by david stern but by the chicago bulls but anyways um yeah so these guys you can't really tell them how to spend their money and it does suck because it doesn't feel like it feels like the people to get chances in the NFL are always like scrubs, offensive line to play caller. Like you got guys that just aren't even proof. I mean, the hell, the, then a high school coach, a guy that was just um, coaching high school just recently, then he get a get a job on one of these teams. I don't know about that. I'm uh, I'm like ninety nine. I remember I'm here heard it on Undisputed. They were talking about it. like the dude knew. The owner, I can't remember what team it was. He knew like the owner's like brother or some shit, and he was coaching at high school and he got interviewed. And now he's coaching. 
that's the type of shit that's going to piss, you know, people off that these black, you know, offensive line coaches, tight end coaches that have been in the league and really grinded their way up and are not getting any opportunity to even get an interview. Or when you do get an interview, you're getting told, congratulations, you got the job and you didn't even interview yet. And they're like, oh, wrong person. So basically I'm saying that, yeah, we just gave you the interview to show face. Now, the only thing I will say about that's like in everything, though, like, let's be honest, like even when we we're in the military, it was like, oh, let's apply for this uh, S4 job. And like yeah, you could pay, you could apply for it, but, you know, they were going to hire such and such or, you know, the S2 job. Oh, like I remember uh, Caleb Chestnut fucking applied for the S2 job and then somebody else got it over him. I was like, and he, they sent him to the school already. So he went to a school to do the job and then they were like, yeah, no, we're going to pick somebody else. I yeah, mean, it's I remember now that. the, the issue, but, then, but, but didn't that come down to like Chestnut, not like being like telling people we're going to get out though. I don't, I don't know about that, but I just know that I think, cause I think that was before, cause it was before we went to ALS. But now the the issue that you have is with the Miami owner losing, wanting to lose games or whatever. It's because the bigger picture of it is, is now that sports betting is illegal. That's going to hurt the NFL because it's like you, you cost, you know how many how much money. Yeah. yeah. Tampering. If that was a player or anyone else, bro, it would be stupid, ridiculous. So if he gets caught, and they're supposed to be doing an investigation. He's getting kicked the fuck out of the door. So all these Miami rappers and all that they need DJ Cali and all them, they need to come together and buy the Miami Dolphins if that's the case. And then you got one minority uh, ownership. It's gonna it'll trickle down from there. It's just gonna be like the NBA with the uh, Jay Z. As soon as you yeah. start, as soon as you start getting color in there, it's gonna more people are gonna want to do it because they're they need a blueprint. Yeah, I agree. But we'll close it out with that. What do you guys think about Tom Brady's career? Uh, once again, to us, he's the GOAT. He's either the GOAT to y'all. Chime in, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube if you're watching it on there. If you're watching this on Anchor, um, you can still actually leave comments. You can message us. You know, Tell us what you feel about Tom Brady. Um, tell us how you're feeling about the lawsuit. Do you think it's a viable lawsuit? Do you think the NFL's in the wrong? Do you think... Uh, Brian Flores is in the wrong. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that as it develops more and more. But that's episode two, season three. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Cut it down for you. Went a little bit over thirty minutes. Sorry about that. But the last topic was a little. It's very controversial. So uh, there's a lot to say with that. But we got you. We're gonna get you guys out of here. And uh, do you have anything else to say? Positive mindsets make positive outcomes. This is the Forever Rich Podcast. Deuces, y'all. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Have a good one.